0: Thank you very much. Wow, You've, a lot of folks came back. Oh, you're strong. I, I, when I came up here, there was only there a few family, but I'm glad y'all came. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. Hello, sis. Amen. Um, that's you. Uh, so, what a joy. Uh, remember this morning I shared with you that God did not save you, that you might live for yourself and do what you want to do in this life. And then I, I took you to a scripture verse. I, you know, not everything that comes across the TV, radio, and pulpits is thus saith the Lord. And so we must not be so naive to think so. And so that is why it's so important as a Christian, we're discerning Christians. We discern. We get in the book. We find out what the Bible teaches. And we distinguish between right and wrong to make a right choice. It's important that we, we are a spiritual Christian is a discerning Christian. And so uh, that's why it's so important you get chapter and verse. The preacher worth his weight in salt. Is not going to be offended if you come up and say, "Okay, you made this statement. Now I want chapter and verse. You know what? What you believe and why you believe it." And so, don't that, that's all right. Put them on the hot seat. You know, it'd be okay. <laughs> they need that. You, that don't, it's okay. You can do that. And uh, and the ones that don't want you to do that, well, they probably they won't, won't talk with you. They probably steer away from you. <laughs> you know. But hey, I, I want you to know the truth. The truth will set you free. I mean we ought to be growing. We second Peter three eighteen, but go in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so uh Second Corinthians five fifteen, I'll primarily preach to those who are saved born again. You've embraced the gospel, and you ought to be living for Jesus Christ. You gonna live for someone, something. Who gonna live for? Gonna serve someone, serve something. We gonna to... see when God saved you, you became a full-time Christian servant. <laughs> now you might not be in the ministry per se, like an evangelist, missionary, pastor. You may be a layman in the church. You may be a dentist, doctor, <laughs> lawyer, or whatever. But did you receive the Lord? From that point in time in history, you became a servant of the Lord, you're a full time servant. Hey, you're going to give an account, you, you better wake up. You're going to give an account. Okay, from the moment you received him as your own personal savior until the day you die. So that ought now, I got that right off the bat. I got that just like that. No one even taught me, they didn't tell me that. I just got saved and went to church and and i was going to church i was supposed to uh, and the preacher got up and said you're supposed to be in church all the time supposed to memorize my scripture supposed to do this supposed to do that and i said okay okay that's what christians do and so well anyway uh where's i going at and <laughs> no clue um uh, hopefully they'll come back to me i'll chase them rabbit trails you know what i'm saying that happens to you oh now i know thank you lord I give him the credit uh not the rabbit trail but bringing my mind back um so I was in this church service, and this uh, uh, missionary came in, and I'm in a church of 800. Now you don't see churches much like that today in our movement, but back 27 years ago, it was a, it was an okay thing. 800 people in the morning service, and this guy and that was in the evening service, and the guy gets up and he said, "All you folks in full-time Christian service, stand to your feet." Now 800 heard it. <laughs> 800. you know, all you in full-time Christian service, stand to your feet. Now, how many folks out of 800, how many folks do you think stood uh, to their feet that night? Out of 800. Only one. Only one. Oh, you think you No! I'm so dumb. I didn't know you weren't supposed to stand. I didn't know nothing. I just got saved. I'm excited. i get to know the King. i get to walk with God. And I'm learning all these things. And he said, If you're a full-time Christian servant, stand on your feet. I stood up. Now, my wife, bless her heart, she was saved eight and a half years before I got saved. Now, she's learned to walk the fence, you know. One foot in the wall, and one foot in Christianity. Uh, you know what I'm saying? they out there. Carnal Christians. See what I'm saying? But anyway, she, eight and a half years... But you're going to reap what you sow because, because see, God began my daddy began to grow in grace and knowledge. I didn't like that as an unsaved man. Uh, she she didn't want to go to the uh, do certain things anymore. Uh, she changed the way she dressed. She did this and did that, and I didn't like it. And I said you can't go to church no more. And so when I'm saying that you can't blame her. <laughs> you know, you're going to reap what you sow as an unsaved man. I said you can't go to church no more. I said you love that preacher more than you love me. That's <laughs> false, but that's what. You know, unsaved people think that way. And so, eight and a half years later, I'm invited to church and I get saved. <laughs> and my wife said, I wanted you saved, but I didn't want you that saved. <laughs> and so, I said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Wake up. I want you girls up. I want you up. Get curls out of hair. <laughs> man, at 5 a.m., I was getting my crowd up. I said, get your curls out, man. We, get your dress on. We're going to meet the king this morning. Now, my wife and my daughter, this is my girls, they didn't want to meet the king at 5 a.m. You see, I've learned it's not the time of day in which you meet the king that's important as a family. The most important thing is that you come together as a family and meet the king sometime when everybody can agree on it. You see what I'm saying? After lunch, you know, after supper, 6 o'clock, meet the king. But when I first got saved, I mean, things changed. I mean, TV out the window. <laughs> I mean, they're taking the name of the Lord by God in vain. I was going to sit and listen to that and bow down and worship the king and the saint. So things changed. Right. <laughs> and so this missionary came in and he said, you're full-time Christian servant, uh, your servant, uh, stand on your feet. I stood right up. <laughs> my wife grabbed my coattail. <laughs> she pulled me down. She says, you're not in full-time Christian service. I stood back up and I said, Oh yes I am. Norman, I've been saved half years. You're not in full time Christian uh, service. I said, I am too. What'd you get? I got back up again. He said, Norman, you're embarrassing me, you not I said, I'm a full time Christian servant. And I stood back up. About that time the missionary said, Hey, y'all got murder problems. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Well, now, go for it. I didn't know anything. I was so new at it. I mean, all I knew is I got saved. I lost two-thirds of my vocabulary, and I didn't know where it went. I mean, I was, you know, I experienced new birth. Two-thirds vocabulary gone. (laughs) I didn't even pray for it. It just, boom, just gone. And so people call me on the phone. Norman, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Don't sound like Norm. I know. I was in church last night. I received Jesus as my Savior, and I lost. My vocabulary, my <laughs> vocabulary gone. <laughs> he never experienced something like that. Well, anyway, he does different things for different people. But anyway, mine was gone. I didn't have to concern myself with that foul language. It was gone. <clears throat> Just, man, I knew something was different. <laughs> well, anyway, make a long story short, so we get out of him, and go to ice cream. <laughs> um, she said, he said, you, you, y'all got marital problems? I said, no. Uh, he said, uh are you in full-time Christian service? And I said, Yes, I am. He said, Well, what mission board are you with? Well, I didn't know anything about no mission board. <laughs> I didn't know. But you know what? You know I do know. Twenty-seven years later, I know what mission board I'm on. I'm on Jesus board. Now I don't know what mission board you're on, <laughs> To see what I've come to learn some things. If you're saved born again, you are a full-time servant. Are you in full time Christian service, whether you you are going to acknowledge that or not, you are going to serve someone, serve something, folks. Who are going to serve? Jesus said, Matthew six twenty four. I am sorry, you can't serve too. <laughs> God's people try to violate what Jesus said, and they are going to find out that the Master told his people the truth: you cannot serve God and Mammon. Uh, take the word Mammon out; put any thing you want. Same principle applies. You cannot serve, uh, you, know, you cannot satisfy God and your flesh on an equal plane. Flesh does not want limitations, right? Flesh didn't even want to come church tonight. <laughs> flesh wanted to stay home. Flesh wanted to say it's raining outside. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Somebody had to say, no, we're going to go. We're going to go to church. We're going to worship the king. Okay, you made a decision. And so you're going to satisfy God or satisfy your flesh. And so, flesh does not want limitations. Flesh does not want to be denied. Flesh wants to rise up and be a boss. Jesus said, let me be the boss. Mark 8, 34, Jesus said, whosoever will come after me. Now, I've learned some things. Not every child of God wills to walk with the Lord. (laughs) By his side, as his friend, as his companion. Now, it's available, available for every Christian in the world. Are you willing to live a godly life within his presence? It's available. Whosoever will come after me, Jesus said, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life, folks, if you try to save your life by pursuing your own dreams, plans, ambitions, and goals, you're going to lose it for sure. But Jesus goes on to say, whosoever shall lose his life, that is, lay his life down for my sake of the Gospels, that's the Christian who's going to find it. He's going to be what God wants him to be. Does that that even make any sense at all? Okay. Christian, this is... Nine-year-old get it. So I knew you you wouldn't have no trouble. You know who responds to me? Nine-year-olds. I don't know what that is. Nine-year-olds, they get it. The older you get... Complication sets in. <laughs> you, don't, you don't. It's kind of like, what's in it for me? Well, you don't walk with God because there's something good in it for you. You walk with Him because He deserves it. If nothing good happens, no joy comes your way, you ought to walk with Him because He deserves it. <laughs> yeah, you ready? You prepared for that kind of. That's what we're talking about. Available for all. So how do we live such a life? Living for Jesus. Now we're gonna talk about how can you do that? See? Isn't that good? How can I live my life for Jesus Christ? How can I do what God Almighty wants to be? Well, let's get started with the fact that God did not save you that you might live for yourself and do what you want to do. Eight hundred didn't get it. <laughs> but he saved you so that you might walk with him, that you might God met Adam and Eve in the cool of the day and walked and talked with him. Right? Don't you want that? God, uh, 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 Micah 6.8 He hath showed the old man what is good and what doth the Lord require thee. Do you know? He said to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. It's not right. It's not right that you not walk in fellowship with Jesus Christ every day. And that's the problem of the, 21st Christ, the, 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 the Christians in the 21st century. You know, it, and it's it, it's it's so simple. You get it all all of a sudden. It just it's just amazing how all of this comes together. The more you spend time in this manual, and you get, you know, just, and you're just wow, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. They make, and you know what? You know it. I'm not teaching. I'm not saying anything. The spirit of God is now bearing with your spirit. What well, I'm saying the truth. I mean, he wrote the book. He ought to know. And if I said Jesus could die again, huh? Now, do you see something else? Kind of went, kind of. Oh, right? that do sound right? No, you'd call that heresy. <laughs> see, so you, you, you get the spirit of God dwelling with you and saying, "Okay, He's telling you the truth. You need to respond." You know, is that the way you do it or not? You see, living for Christ and doing right is not the result of the sermon. <laughs> it's a decision that you're going to have to make. I can't make it for you. I can tell you that if you'll make a decision to follow Christ, walk with God, you're going to find a Christian life you never dreamed possible. You ought not do it because there's something in it for you. You ought to do it because you love Him, and so that'll come. So, how do you know that? Well, 2 Corinthians five fifteen, and that He Christ died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto Him, live unto Him that died for them and rose again. So that is one of the coolest passages which teaches me that I am to live for Christ. You see, and it teaches us that you ought to live for Christ, and so. Uh, but that but you might live for Christ. In Romans 6, so that's one of the clearest passages which shows that God did not save you, you might live for yourself and do what you want to do, but you might walk with God, that you might live for Him, that you might serve Him. Do you see all the passages going together? Can't serve two masters. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, for whosoever will save his life, you're going to lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the Gospels, they're going to, is going to save it. Uh, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul or what shall a man get in exchange for his soul that's the Christian who says what's in it for me <laughs> you don't do it because there's something good if you do it because you love him and so Romans 6.6 6, knowing this what? knowing this that our old man is crucified with him why were you crucified with him? <laughs> that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin Folks, you ought not be serving the old sin nature, the old flesh nature who wants his own way. You ought to be serving the master. You see, you ought to be serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're serving the Lord, as a Christian, you ought to live in such a way that you can say tonight, hey folks, I am well pleasing in God's sight. I'm well pleasing to God. There's nothing between my soul and my Savior. I have a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. Right? And so, uh, you're not going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ unashamed by accident. I shared that with you this morning. One day you'll stand before God. But you're not going to stand before God one day unashamed by accident. If you stand before God unashamed, it will be because at some point in your work with God, you've decided that's exactly how you're going to stand before the Master. There's got to... You see that? By God's grace. So living for God, you have determined that is exactly how you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And so living for the Master and doing what is right does not happen by accident. In other words, you don't wake up one morning and find out that you have been well-pleasing to the Lord. Uh, if it will only happen as you determine by God's grace, that is exactly what you're going to do. So I just want you to consider walking with the Master today, the Creator. I'm talking to one who split the Red Sea, walked upon the Sea of Galilee, healed the sick, raised the dead. And you want to walk with Superman, you know, or Hulk, or some—I don't mean, even know—Fantastic Fours. I guess they got there. Man, what they got! Fantastic Four, creator. <laughs> See, it, it, I, don't, I don't understand that. When I look at that and look at this, whoa, oh, man! <laughs> the one who created the sun, the moon, and the stars—all spoken word—and <laughs> then I don't understand. I, I just, just, just I, evidently something is not clicking. And I thought my wire is not connected right, but something's not right. Anyway, okay, I know my wire is not connected, right? So, uh, just consider walking with the Lord tonight. Would you consider living for God and doing right on purpose? I wish you, just, the reason some of you don't have devotions, don't get mad at me. Don't read the Bible, don't pray, don't tithe, don't attend church regularly, Uh, Don't go to church visitation. Uh, Don't get involved in soul winning. Don't stop at a stop sign, et cetera, et cetera. It don't seem to work out in your schedule. (laughs) you stopping at a stop sign behind the white line. (laughs) Well, that's a hard one. But it's the right thing to do. So so I just added those on there. Shopping at Kmart stop the complaining and this that and the other Philippians 14, do all things without murmurings and disputing somebody cuts you off you say praise the Lord <laughs> hey you cut somebody else off <laughs> give them a break <laughs> and so you know so so not only just and that's the devotions and, and prayer and tithe and church and and, and involves so many those are you go get. but I'm talking I'm talking let all bitterness wrath anger clamor be put in the way are you working on those things are you being kind tender hearted forgiving one another are you cutting somebody off are you forgiving you you know, as God for Christ's have I forgiven you, are you studying to show yourself approved unto God? You see what I'm saying? Okay. Righteousness. You see, those don't work out in your schedule. <laughs> Sometimes you want to you want to get someplace and you're not willing to pay the price. You're not willing to stop because that take you takes time to stop at a stop sign. And so with that righteousness really works out in my schedule, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't want to do right now. How about you? you know, I mean, righteousness, doing right rarely works out in my schedule. <laughs> but, but I've got to do right because it's right to do right. And so that's what I'm saying. It is usually inconvenient to do the right thing. It is usually inconvenient for me to stop. At that time, I'm not. And that's... So if you're going to do what is you ought to do, you need to do it on purpose. So, do you live your life by chance? Do you get up on Sunday and say, I wonder if I am going to live for Christ and do what is right this week? As a Christian, you don't have to live that way. Uh, we're going to three things. You need to decide, if you've never done that, you need to make a conscious and deliberate decision, I'm going to live for Jesus Christ and do what is right. <laughs> Number two, you need to discipline yourself. That's the easy part, the, the decision. <laughs> now, you discipline yourself to do what you decided. We're going to talk about that. That's fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> and then we're talking, talking about you accomplish that uh, uh, as the Holy Spirit of God helps you to accomplish that. The Holy Spirit of God will help you accomplish this walk. <laughs> and God gets all the credit. <laughs> you can't do this. You can't, but God can. You see what I'm saying? But you've got to make... Okay. Oh, stay with me. Don't run off. God will not do for you what you could do for yourself and won't do because you have new character. In other words, God is not going to wake you folks up tomorrow morning. Come on. Wake up. I'm talking to you. Wake you up. Shake you. Throw you into the chair and open the Bible and say, read that. Hello, read that. He ain't going to do that for you. You know that, right? But, if you get up tomorrow morning, open the book, and say, Help! Uh, Psalms 50 verse 15 call on me in the day of trouble. (laughs) Help! I'm here to say, He will meet you. At this point, He's going to meet you and empower you to do something you cannot do if you don't have enough courage to get up and open the book. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, go for it. <laughs> you can do better. Just as man cannot get saved any way you choose, folks, you cannot walk with God. You cannot live for Christ any way you choose. And that's where many of God's people miss it. Uh, James 4.2 says, you have not because, and he gives us a reason, because ye ask not. Now, that's the reason. You have not very little Asking going on, okay. Have you ever compared how much time you spend in front of TV to how much time you spend with the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer? Enough oh, said. Okay, or I'll put something else in there. <laughs> Video game. Well, we, you, we tend to do those things that are important to us, right? If our walk with God is important to us, if our, our getting to know God better is important to us, reading the Bible, we're going to be plenty of it. But it's not important to us, we won't even think about Him on We'll think about Him maybe on Sunday and Wednesday and from time to time. And, and then we just... That's, 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 that's Christianity today. You know, I'm not telling you something you don't know. You don't have to look very far and you'll find it. But how can all this change? <laughs> it's so simple. I hope you don't make. It starts with a decision that I cannot make for you. And you got to make the decision yourself. And so, and then, okay. Oh, ain't got started. Okay, please, let's get started. Lord, thank you for this evening. I pray you'll just help me to stay on track and say those things that need to be said. And and uh, pray that the Spirit of God will teach us truth. And God, we'll be open to it, and that we'll be willing to change, and we'll be careful to give you the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Uh, you need to decide to live for God and do right. That's not going to happen by accident. You don't wake up one morning and find out that you have been well-pleasing to the Master. It does not happen that way. You need to make a conscious and deliberate decision to walk with God, to live for Christ and do right. I have decided that. Does it show? I am committed. There ought, ought to be something. They ought to look at you. There's something different about you. I'm nowhere close to all to be. Remember the nine-year-old. <laughs> color green. My favorite color is green. <laughs> Not money. <laughs> One guy got money out of it. No, 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 no. Just, no, my favorite color is green. That's all I meant by that. So, But I can help you. If you'll, if you'll, I can help you. This, you're gonna, this is going to help you to grow and mature and move forward in your spiritual growth. Oh, I hunger to see you get to know God like no other Christian on the planet. That's my desire that you get to know him better. Better. And then you to seek to serve him like no other. And so uh, I have already decided to follow Christ. I made a decision years ago. I made a decision back in 1987, at the age of 30, to follow Christ. Now, I ought to be further along in that decision than it was. That was almost 27 years ago. Some of God's people are still in the nursery. They've never made a decision. They're 27 years old in the Lord and older, and they've never gotten out of the nursery. Remember, I shared with you this morning the successful Christian walk, the successful Christian life is you making a decision, uh, one successful decision after another. 27 years, 26 and a half years ago, actually, uh, I made a decision to be baptized and obedient to God's command. Uh, That was, you know, February 1488, and then I made a decision to be in church. I made a decision uh, uh, to, to, to memorize scripture. Uh, those were years ago. I made a decision after decision after decision. And that's, for some people go all over years and they never make one decision. <laughs> I made a decision years ago to crucify the flesh with the affections and lust. I'm better at it now than I was 26 and a half years ago some people don't even know what it is to crucify the flesh those that are christ those that are saved have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust and so you got to figure out what are the affections and lusts and things like that but that's not. so what are you saying because of that simple decision it has affected the way i think it has affected the way i stop it has affected the way i love my wife it has affected the way i love others it has affected the way I cut my hair it's, I mean it has affected everything about me and that a lot of things can be explained by uh, the fact of a decision I made in 1987 to walk with God to follow Christ to live for Christ and do right I've stumbled I fall I make mistakes but um, but you that's Proverbs 24, verse 16, a just man falls seven times and rises up again. You just don't stay down. You stumble, you fall, and you get back up again and you go again. And so, what are you saying? As a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to decide that. Tonight, if you've not made that decision, you need to make the decision. I beg you, make a decision to live for Christ and do right. Now, what does that mean? Okay, Romans 6, 11 through 14. or thirteen. Likewise, reckon. Ye also yourselves to be dead indeed in the sin, but alive in God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey in less thereof. Neither yield ye your members, that's your body parts, as instruments of unrighteousness and the sin, but yield yourselves unto God. That's a decision. As those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. And then the, verse 14 for sin shall not have dominion over you, <laughs> except on Friday. <laughs> no, does it doesn't. Sin shall not have dominion over you. That's a promise. You no know longer have to stay in sin. You no know longer to have to stay under the bondage of any sin. If you do, as a Christian, my friend, you choose to do it, it's because you have been set free. Yeah, you should know that. That's okay. But they'll see, that's a decision. Hey, you know how I know that. <laughs> I hid it in my heart. Blessed the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditate day and night. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, the commandment of the Lord is pure and light in the eyes, the fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever, the judgments of the Lord are, are true and righteous altogether, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, the much fine gold, sweeter also in the honeycomb, moreover by them is thy, I'm a servant, warrant, and by keeping in them, there's great reward, who can understand his errors, Cleanse thou me from secret faults, keep back thy servant also from what, presumptuous sins, what's that? <laughs> Let them have dominion over me. Then I should be upright. And all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. Hey. No, it tells us what to believe. And so Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's a decision. Did that years ago. Years ago. Presented my body a living sacrifice. Holy. Set apart. Dedicated to God. So that God is well pleased. Which is my reasonable service. And hey, be not conformed to this world. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why are you going to do all that? Why? So that... You may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect did you Those are all decisions. Decisions made. How long, how long have you been saying decisions? Can you make you know what God do with? Me? What can God do with you? I'm so far back the birds don't even fly. I mean, people got a vocabulary I don't even have. I'm thinking, man, you got all that in your head, but it don't line up when you walk. They got all that knowledge, <laughs> but they don't have they don't have the walk too bold. Okay. <laughs> I hope somebody challenging somebody. You know what I'm saying? Somebody out there. Ain't no telling what God might do with you. <laughs> Eighth grade education making straight F's through school. I failed my three e, my GED three times. <laughs> three times get GED. But, but if, was, if any man lack wisdom let him ask of God. <laughs> if you thought God give you something you'd ask him for it. Wouldn't you? <laughs> And so in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, what know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own, for you bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. <laughs> That's a decision. First Corinthians 10 31. Hey Norm, whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, <laughs> you did all the glory of God. I don't think so. Can we object is there a plan B? No, son, there's no plan B. No, you walk with me, there is no plan B. <laughs> so whatsoever you do, son. Whatsoever you do. You driving down the road, you shopping at Kmart, whatsoever you do, you do it all to who? The glory of God. See, you are gonna be a servant, you're gonna you're gonna give them count one day. I don't think people will live in that realm. <laughs> you know, they say, I just I don't know what they think. I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> okay, and let all bitterness how about Ephesians four, thirty one and thirty two, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. You know how you know how people ask me if we were uh, did we did, did, did we uh Come out of a wormhole in the bottom of the ocean floor and, uh, and I was, were we mermaids? I'm thinking, what what book are you reading? I'm thinking, what are they watching on TV? I don't know where they're getting it, but we we are not mermaids and we didn't even come out of the ocean floor to bar- <laughs> God created us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they're still trying to figure it out and, and, and i said, and then I said, people, did did all animals well all animals have the ability to speak? Uh, before the curse and this, that, and the other. And I think, oh, come on. Just, I, I don't know. But why don't we work on letting all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you? Why don't you work on being kind, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even if God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you? When you start talking like that, <laughs> you lose your friends. <laughs> you even lose church members, too. Your church members. But anyway. See, that's a decision 2 Timothy 2.15 study Psalm 101 verse 3 I'll set no wicked thing before my eyes that's a decision uh, Luke 18.1 then not always to pray <laughs> that's a decision Second Corinthians 5.15 He Christ died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again I'm here to say that's a decision have you made a conscious and deliberate decision to live for Christ and do what is right well, right. that's, first, that's first base. Uh, is it subtle with you? If a problem comes in the, up in your life, do you have to decide over again are going to follow Christ and live for God and do right? Is what it is. Many Christians act that way today. God's people make a general uh, notion uh, that they're going to live for Christ and do right. It's just kind of, eh, if everything goes smoothly. A general notion, they'll live for Christ and do right. But in every situation, it's always up in the air. Now, if that's the way you live your Christian life, you're probably not right with God. You see what I'm saying? You're probably not right with God. And if you are right with God, as a Christian, you're up and down in your Christian walk, in your Christian growth, that there is no consistency at all. You still can't just seem to get out of the nursery. You just kind of... We'll see. Does that make sense? Amen. I know you get it. Okay. Move on. So... Okay, okay, okay. But if you'll make a conscious and deliberate decision to walk with God, to follow Christ, to lift with Christ, to raise, you know, determine. If you'll make a conscious deliberate decision by God's grace, they say you are what you are by the grace of God. I'll tell you what, if you'll make a decision, God will come along and do something you can't not do. He'll make something out of you. You lift him up. He lifts you up decision by God's grace in every situation in every instance listen in every situation in every instance I'm going to live for Christ I'm going to do the will of God I'm going to glorify God I'm going to come down on God's side on the thing then mark it down you will be well pleasing to the master when you face him at the judgment seat of Christ you see how that's so important and so have you decided to live for Christ do right is it settled with you is it are you still? Are you 99% sure? or Are you settled? Is it a settled decision? I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to live for God and do right. Well, have you purposed in your heart you're going to be in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night? Have you decided that? Is it still up in the air? You're still trying to. Oh, know things go smoothly. No, no. You got to, Have you decided you're going to read the Word of God every day? regardless of what time you go to bed, what time you get, you know, things, you know have you decided that? Have you purposed in your heart to uh, uh, study the Word of God every day? Have you decided that? Have you purposed in your heart to keep your mind pure before God? Have you decided that? Have you purposed in your heart to practice the presence of God in your life? Have you decided that? Have you purposed in your heart to uh, to tell to, to, to be a witness for Jesus Christ every day? Have you decided that? I ain't talking even talk about stop the stop sign. <laughs> it's hard to get people to memorize Scripture. I don't stop the stop sign. But i had a preacher tell me that just recently he said you want him to stop to stop sign i can't even get a to memorize scripture <laughs> okay but if you're not going to stop the stop sign i'm sorry you're not going to memorize scripture you see what i'm saying if you're not willing to stop the stop sign how are you going to memorize scripture <laughs> that's my correlation but anyway doing all these things is not the result of a sermon it's the result of a de- simple decision on your part. You're going to live for Christ and do right. You're going to do these things. You see, it's a decision that you've got to make. Uh, have you decided you're going to? Um, uh, have you decided that you're going to be in church? I'm going to be in church Sunday school, Sunday morning, and Tuesday night. You say, preacher, I'll be there if I can. Then I can tell you right now, there is going to be a lot of nights you are not going to show up. Those who come to church faithfully come to church faithfully because at some point in their walk in their life with christ they have decided by god's grace that's how i'm gonna live for christ that's how i'm gonna live my life you see what i'm saying that's the decision and let him and let him take care of all the rest of it (laughs) but it has to be a decision and because it's the right did you know it's right to be in church and together together well, let us not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. So much the more is that it has the is the approaching. Hey, there's no other place I'd rather be than in the house of God. When God comes back, if that's where He's expecting me to be, you know, He come back. I mean, He came back tonight. There'd be a lot of people. <laughs> where are they at? You know? Okay, we'll really get it. Anyway, are you are you are you are you, you are you going to be a loving husband in the home? You're not going to be a loving hu- husband in the home by accident. You're only going to be a loving husband in the home when you decide that's how you're going to live. Are you going to be a submissive wife in the home? (laughs) Girls, it don't happen by accident. You know that. It's only going to happen as you determine by God's grace. That's how you're going to live. You're going to be a submissive wife in the home. See? No decision, no submission. It's got to... You see, are you going to be an obedient child in the home? Well, I'm sorry. You're not going to be one by accident. You see, you're only going to be an obedient child in the home when you decide by God's grace, that's how I'm going to live. That's how it's done. And so uh, you're not going to live for Christ and do what is right without making these types of decisions. The successful Christian life is you making one decision after another, one successful decision after another. It does not happen any other way. And if God's people think that living for Christ and doing right is done some other way, God's people down here are fooling themselves. They've got to be a decision it's got to be determination you need to say something like this I'm going to live for Christ do right it's going to affect the way I think the way I talk the way I dress the way I live it's going to affect everything about me that is I have made a decision that I'm going to live for Christ and do right now that you've decided that you need to realize deciding to do this is not the end of the battle but there will be no success where there is no decision folks there will be no success where there is no determination and you say preacher I'm not always sure what's right you're looking for a place to wiggle. Psalm 101, verse 3. Well, I have really did that. That's not the one I wanted. Psalm 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Psalm 119, 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Psalm 119, 11. Uh, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, Psalm one eighteen one and That word is a lamp upon my feet and a light into my path. First Peter two two. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. It, what are you saying? The reason some of you have not made a solid decision is that you have not connected those decisions with the word of God. What you need to do as a Christian, you need to get in the Bible. And find out what you ought to be doing. You need to come to that place in your life where you ought to go to church on Tuesday night because the Bible says I ought to go. I ought to be involved in soul winning because the Bible says I ought to be involved in soul winning. You need to decide that. As God's people here in the 21st century, we need to decide uh, whatever God Almighty says, that's exactly what we're going to do if we're going to do something for Jesus' sake. Amen? (laughs) We can stop right here. Okay, now that was all. That was all the easy part. Now it gets worse from there on out. I'll try to hurry. You think I was fooling too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got too much information. Now, you, now that you decide to live for Christ, uh, you need to discipline yourself. Now you made a decision read the Bible, pray, tithe, whatever you know. And it's not the things that I know; it's the things that you know. You, if, if, you know. You know what's really sad? I tell folks: start at zero. But from this point forward, I say, forget everything you know. I I and the pastor said, I won't do that. (laughs) I thought Just forget everything you know. And I said, you get up tomorrow morning, open this book and say, God, whatever you say, I'll do it. And if he tells you to do it, you do it. (laughs) I said, how many of you folks don't do that? It's kind of like right here. Ain't nobody. (laughs) Oh, it's wrong. It's okay. It's okay. You can trust him. Man, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll go. I'll do it. Because I know him. I can trust him. He's fair, and he's just, and he's loving, and he, he wants to do. And people look like, huh? Do you know him? And so, he, he, it's okay. So, are you going to do what you're supposed to do because you're supposed to do it? Because if the right decision is the right thing to do. First Thessalonians 5.21, the Bible says, folks, hold fast. As a Christian, hold fast that which is good. And so as a child of God, you need to come to a subtle decision in your life that you're going to live for Christ to right. And once you've decided that, you need to discipline yourself to do what you decided, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situations. Now, this is where, where you really take hold of yourself. The Bible calls it temperance. Temperance in the New Testament always means self-discipline or self-control. And the Bible teaches that discipline or temperance is a fruit of the Spirit of God. First Corinthians nine twenty seven. The Apostle Paul said, "But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection." So what was Paul saying here? Saying here, he's simply saying this, folks. I tell my body what to do, and I don't let my body. I do not let my body tell me what to do. <laughs> That's a lost art. But in, uh, Proverbs twenty five verse twenty eight. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down and without walls. So what is the Bible saying? Is simply saying this. You ought to have rule. Over your own spirit, and so you say, preacher. I've decided to live for Christ. Do right. Now I'm home free. No, you're not. Upon that decision, there must come self-discipline. You need to discipline yourself to do what is right. Now, discipline involves uh, several things. It involves you learning and developing new habits. Uh, one problem with most Christians today—they have bad habits. You agree? Bad God's people have bad reading habits, bad writing habits, bad study habits, bad eating habits. They have all kinds of bad habits. Another problem with most Christians today, 21st century, they don't want it to cost them anything to do right. They don't want to pay the price to do right. They don't want to discipline themselves to do what is right. Are we all still on? Y'all going to come back tomorrow, right? Didn't get any, I got some smiles, praise God. <laughs> They won't let me in churches now because of what I'm preaching. That's right. Those that used to go, what I'm sharing with you now, you're no longer welcome. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Fundamental in Baptist churches. That's all I know. <laughs> There's a time they believe what I'm teaching. I teach in truth. And I've become the enemy. I didn't see that. I hope you don't take it that way. Please, I'm trying to help you to grow in grace. I want you to. I want you to stand before God one day unashamed. Don't you want the same thing? Don't you want to mature and develop? Don't you want some sort of change in your family? Well, it's not going to happen by accident. <laughs> and so. Um, you you don't have devotions so I have decided I'm going to have devotions every day the word of God demands it the word of God requires it it's the right thing to do I've made up my mind I'm going to do it the hard part's over hard part's past no it's not Uh, it's carried out when you learn and develop new habits it's carried out when you discipline yourself to do what you've decided you're supposed to do you don't have devotions naturally if you have devotions you have to go against the old sin nature that you have if you're going to stop at the thought sign you're going to have to go against the old sin nature that you have if you're going to allow bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking people, you're going to have to go against the old sin nature that you have. <laughs> it's, all, it's just the way it is. And so, uh, you, uh, by nature, you want to miss church. You naturally, what's wrong, you have to do right. And if you're going to learn how to do right, you're going to have to discipline yourself every day to do what you're supposed to do. What if I don't feel like stopping? What if I don't feel like doing right? Doing right. What if I'm not encouraged to walk with God? What if I'm not encouraged to do right? Do right. it. Do what is right because it's right to do right. Let's do what we're supposed to do because we're supposed to do it. And if we can do what we're supposed to do because we're supposed to do it, it won't be hard for us to stop. It won't be hard for us to stop complaining. It won't be hard for us to do right. And so uh, Okay. I was gonna okay, we'll skip that. We're gonna, so <laughs> let's go to them three. Okay. See that I'll get it. Good. Ice cream. <laughs> I love ice cream. <laughs> okay. It means so I left Christy right. That's all, you know. Always, you know, to, you've already made a decision where you're going to live for Christ and do right. <laughs> you folks already made decisions. All I can do is just try to encourage you. So that's my job as an evangelist. I'm a gift. Don't you like gift at Christmas? Yeah, you know, birthday. I'm a gift. You know, you don't hate gifts, right? You love gifts. Gifts give them to the local church to build up and that and find courage. And so, so decide to live for Christ and do right. Discipline yourself to do what you decided. Fruit of the Spirit, temperance. Now you, now you need to depend upon the Holy Spirit of God. Here's, don't think that living for God and doing what is right can only be done by the strong-willed. Folks, there's no replacement to self-discipline. Again, God will not do for you what you could do for yourself and won't do because you have no character. God will not physically pick you up, throw you in the car, and drive to church Tuesday night. You know that, right? That's right. And he's not going to pick and wake you up, throw you in the chair, open the Bible, and say, Read that He won't do that. If you don't have enough discipline a character do that, he won't do it for you. However, if you'll make a decision tomorrow or tonight, and you get up and open the book and say, God, I need you. I need help. He will meet you. How do you know that? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Zechariah 4.6, not by might, nor by my, but my power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And so, both, it is, both the Holy Spirit of God, And discipline, Holy Spirit of God, here He is, Holy Spirit of God, and discipline work together. Discipline is not, discipline for the child of God is not an act of the flesh, but it is the product of the Holy Spirit of God working in you as a Christian. You find me a child of God on planet earth who is right with God. And I'm going to show you a Christian that is well disciplined you me filled with the Spirit. You see what I'm saying? You find me a Christian on planet Earth, filled with the Spirit, and I'm going to show you a Christian who is well disciplined. <laughs> they go together. You find me a Christian who's in fellowship with God, and I'll show you a Christian who's in charge and can control his life. He doesn't live by the passions of the flesh. He doesn't need an upgrade. He doesn't live by the crisis of the hour. A bomb blowing up, and a you know, hurricane, and all, all your house burned down. You see, if... If my house burnt down, you know where I go? 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'll give me a new one. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Next. So you take and apply Scripture. You know, you just live for it on Sunday and Wednesday, and, and, you know, and things go smoothly, or do you take the, the knowledge that you know and line it up with, and you've been saved how long? I didn't get started, and I was 30, and I didn't know. I couldn't even pronounce the word therefore. They started me out in third grade English at 35. Okay? Third grade English, 35. So when you stand before the king, <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Some of you folks are going to, if you're not careful, you, if you don't get, you, you're going to stand before him one day and say, Lord, I have nothing to offer you. I've lived for myself. I've done what I want to do. I've gone where I want to go. And I've not paid careful attention to what the word of God and the man of God. I have not been paid careful attention to what you want in my life. Well, I don't understand why that ought to, that ought to motivate change. I would think, right? They you understand why they don't want me back. Okay, clear. It's getting clearer anyway. Okay, you find me Christian did that. I'm just. I get the point now. If I'm going to do something from God, I got to get busy. <laughs> I'm 57 years old. I'm so far back. I got to get moving. Y'all want to go? Let's go. Let's, let's just do something for Jesus. So, with that in mind, you ought to be right. Now, uh, this is so important. So, you find me a Christian who is in uh, fellowship with Lord, and, and I'll show you a Christian who is in control. He does not live uh, by the passions of the flesh or the Christ of the hour. Now, with that in mind, you ought to be right with the Holy Spirit of God, abiding in Christ, maintain fellowship with God. Why is it so important you maintain fellowship with God? Verse five John 15, verse 5, bear fruit. Now get your prayers answered, verse verse 7, and then you have the joy of the Lord in verse 11. That's why it's so important you go over the the manual. Okay. And so, uh, you ought to be right with the Holy Spirit of God so that He can help you do those things you ought to do. In other words, don't grieve Him by sin. Don't quench Him by prolonged complaining. (laughs) He never told you something you could not do. We're, We're making too many excuses for the flesh. God never intended you to sin, period. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You say, oh, well, yeah. These things that I've uh, spoken, unto you that ye sin not. And so, 1 Samuel fifteen twenty-two. 22, Samuel said, to obey is better than sacrifice. It's better to do right than get forgiveness for doing wrong. You don't have to do wrong. If you do, you choose to do it. You see how, man, if you can get all this down. I mean, I've tried to share 26 and a half years, so you... <laughs> You will take off, and you walk with the Master. And so, what did you say? The reason some of you... Uh, and so, so don't grieve him by, by prolonging sin. Don't go on your sins against the Lord. You know why? So we fellowship, Proverbs uh 20, 13. He that cover the sin shall not prosper. Well, I know that. Oh, he said, okay, you okay, will not prosper. He that cover the sin, son, will not prosper. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh him shall have mercy. And then 1 John 1, 9 says, son if you confess your sin i'm faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness as a christian you need to have your sins washed away uh, there is no reason why you cannot decide to live for god and do right right you may not be able to sing real pretty <laughs> that's not a prerequisite <laughs> you may not be able to play a musical instrument <laughs> praise god i have no you know no little no talent at all but i can i can make a simple decision to live for Christ and do right and once you've made that decision you can discipline yourself to do what you've decided and then depend upon the Holy Spirit of God to enable you to do what you ought to do. You can say I'm going to go to church Sunday night Monday night Tuesday night, or I hope you'll be here Monday and Tuesday night uh, because the right thing to do. I'm going to read the Word of God every day because the right thing to do. I'm going to pray every day because the right thing to do. I'm going to memorize Scripture every day because the right thing to do. I'm going to study the Word of God every day because the right thing to do. I'm going to keep my mind pure before God because the right thing to do. Hey, I'm going to make the right kind of friends (laughs) because the right thing to do. Control the crowd in which you friend. Mom, man, you have to control the crowd in which your your kids run with, you know? And, And that's your video games, TV shows control the crowd you know the thing you'd be surprised how those things influence you do you know what it says in Philippians 4 8 I'm really done okay I don't get to see y'all much much move. Philippians 4 8 finally brethren what sort of things are true honest just pure lovely What sort of things are good report if there be to virtue and if there be many praise Mormon think on these kinds of things you see I'll put you in a minute think on these kind of things you know, your mind ought to be governed and guided by these kinds of things. You See what's, if it's not true, honest, just, pure, lovely, what's I <coughs> get rid of it, man. I got about thirty I got I got a millisecond to get that thought out of my brain. And if I don't get that out, I'm going down a slippery slope. You know Same thing, you, you probably went down that slope so many times <laughs> but you just you know but if you if you in other words you'll rarely turn on the T V set if you're thinking on things that are true, honest, just pure, lovely and so control the crowd in which your family spends time, you know, your uh, kids. And, and and the books that you read, those books, be careful. They will influence your character. Do you want to be more and more like Jesus Christ? This is the book. You get in that book. And the devil knows that, folks. The devil knows that you're changed. Do you want things to improve, be better? He knows that if you get in that book, that he's going to do everything he can to keep you from the preaching, teaching, and personal reading that book. <laughs> And if he can do that, he got you. <laughs> he got you. Because the devil knows that this book is going to change you. It will make you more and more Christ-like. Now, you forsake the preaching and reading and teaching of this book, you're not going to be more and more like Christ. You're going to be more and more unlike Jesus Christ. That's I can't, I can't express it any more clearer than that. And so, as a child of God, you can lean upon the Holy Spirit of God as other Christians do. You can have what they have. All you need to do is make a simple decision before you get your ice cream night, to live for Christ, do right, and then discipline yourself to do what you decided. That's it, get up tomorrow morning and open the book, say help, and then depend upon God to meet you at that moment of discipline. <laughs> and say if you're not if you and, and if you're not willing to do that, I tell you, you're not going to stop at a stop sign.